On this episode of the Mompreneur Show, I'm talking to Nicole, the CEO of Mom Trends, and also um, an author of an incredible book called Mom Boss. And I'm gonna link it down below in the comments so you can check it out. An incredible book, and I totally misplaced it at home, so I can't bring it and show it to you. But welcome, my name is Vicky Lashenko, and this is a show that features amazing stories of the most remarkable mompreneurs. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Nicole, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be with you today, Vicki. How are you doing? I am so excited to have you here, and I'm doing good. And I was really looking forward to having you on the show, and I'm so happy that you're here with us today. Well, I think one thing that mompreneurs do is we share, and I think that we love to connect with one another, with people who have that same sort of entrepreneurial spirit. So happy to be here with you. Absolutely. And and one thing that I want to share with our audience and with you is that a lot of these guests that come on a mompreneur show, they're very, you know, they're authors like you, authors and CEOs of huge companies. And, you know, often most of our, you know, I would say all of our moms have been amazing and very down to earth, but I feel like especially you have been so easy to talk to, so easy to book. You have been so responsive and, you know, I feel like you're not playing that like I'm the I'm the cool one over here. I'm the successful one. Like, I feel like you're so relatable and I appreciate you so much for that. And thank you so much for being you. You are very welcome. I would like to st- uh, think that my children are definitely the ones who ground me because no matter what the successes are, you know, I'm still judged on the, the dinner I cooked last night with them. So you know, they, they keep it really honest and real. Yeah, right. Uh, and I'm so thankful for kids. They teach us so much in life. Um, but I really appreciate you, Nicole. Seriously. So let's get started. Let's talk sure. about uh, mom trends. And you're obviously, you started off as a blogger and now you have a million dollar empire literally and i want to i want you to go back and track back and share with us how it all started because a lot of moms here joining us live today they're just starting out they're maybe a year or two into their business and they want to know how can they take it to the next level well i think slow growth is to be expected in the the first years Um, we're coming up on our 10th year anniversary in april of 2017 So, you know, it was not, uh, the the business was not built in a year. It launched uh, very small and I was freelancing for other people when it began back in 2007. So I had sort of put my flagpole in the ground about um, the brand that I wanted to have and um, it was um, it was always meant to be a resource for other moms who had like-minded interests. So with mm-hmm, people who wanted to talk mm-hmm. about fashion and beauty and style, and they wanted to do it in a very relatable way. I didn't, you know, why I started the business, because I didn't see anything out there that spoke to me as a mom yeah. in the way that I wanted to live my life post kids. And I think that's where all great businesses come from is there, there was a hole in the marketplace you saw something that you needed and then you go for it. Um, But it was a very, you know, I did for two years, I was working for other people as well as as myself. And then for um, two years, we were really in developing the brand message. So there were four years we were really formulating what Mom Trends was all going to be about and how it was going to work. So the first two years, you know, most of my money, almost all of my money was made for my freelance work, not Mm. from Mom Trends. And then there were two years where... I think we just kind of broke even. And then um, 
the years since then have been the incremental growth years. But I think giving yourself the space and the financial freedom to not expect it to happen in a year is is a very realistic goal. And I certainly talk about that in in the Mom Boss book. You know, feeling what it was like to live with um, less. Uh, you know, we made a lot of financial decisions when mm-hmm. I went left Ralph Lauren and decided to start my own company that were about, you know, how is this going to look? Where can we cut back? You know, I work from home for the, we've only had offices for the past year and a half. So, wow. you know, working from home is a great way to cut back. But we really, um, after four years, we really found that the niche was, uh, for our community, was really speaking to moms about mm. pretty positive, social, inspiring things. You're never going to see an ugly picture or a Pinterest fail on mom trends. Um, it's not meant to make you crazy with striving for some perfection, but it is meant to inspire you to try something new, maybe do, do something just for you when it comes to beauty or fashion. And we found a great supportive community of women who, who all want to feel that same thing. Um, and once we had found and solidified that community, then we grew the business uh, in some different areas. So we added a, an event uh, portion of our business mm. and about a third of what we do is sponsored events for brands. So we will help um, Pum Wonderful is a great client. They make uh, the pomegranates, wow. all the different types of com- pomegranates. Yes. But we help companies like that launch to other digital influencers. So we host events for them. And then in the past two years, we've really focused on helping brands target and reach the blogging community effectively. So it's uh, consulting in a way. So we really have three things that we do with the consulting branch, the um, event branch, and then all of the mom trends content we have. And I think by layering things on as the company has grown, making sure we do one thing well before we add the next has been one of the keys mm-hmm. to our growth. Mm, that is so powerful, really taking one step at a time. And I want to go back, all the way back, and, and I usually go back into you know what you started saying in the beginning and just pick at the parts that are you know interesting to me and obviously probably interesting to the mompreneurs watching us live. Um, one of the things that you mentioned is that you did not make money for a year or two. Yeah. And how do you explain this to people that ask? Um and, you know, even with the Mompreneur Show, like we're, and I'm being, you know, ladies who are watching us live, like it's very transparent, you know, there are no sponsors on the show. There's no, the, the show is not making money, but that my freelance work and my coaching work makes money, which is the key and exactly what you did, Nicole. Now, how do you tell others like, well, actually I'm not making the show or the, the website is not making any money. How do you cope with that? I think the first two years when I was freelancing, it was easy to explain that this, you know, I'm developing, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my own site and I'm working for other people right now. And that made a lot of sense. And we've had so many bloggers over the years that have done work for me and projects for me where we've paid them and they're developing their own businesses as well. And that's perfect. You know, get a mentor. If you can get a mentor where you're getting paid for it, even better, where you're getting, um, information, you're getting guidance, you're getting great business advice uh, just from seeing what they're doing and how their organization works. That's fantastic. And I would say, you know, the trickier thing was the two years where I wasn't doing the freelance. I was really focusing on growing the business. And we were just, you know, after all of the expenses, and I would say, you know, I'm counting the expenses of babysitting too, that I was Mm. at the end of the day, there was not anything left after those two years. You know, I wasn't pulling from our savings to develop this expensive blogging habit, but I wasn't making any big financial headway in those two years um, as well. Now, I will also say 
in that period was also when my kids were super little. So yeah. I, when I started the blog, I only had one daughter, you know, in the, those four years I had a second daughter, you know, it was breastfeeding, it was potty training, it was sleep training, like all was happening in those four yeah. years. So I did give, give myself permission to not grow at a rapid pace. You know, there were many times where I was just, it was just enough to have the business and keep it viable mm-hmm. was okay. And I want to give all of the moms out there that permission that when you are starting and you have little kids, do not feel like you have to shoot for the moon. It is enough to keep your resume going and to keep one foot in the work world. So when the kids are bigger, you're not starting from scratch. You've got this base. Um, so, And yeah. then after those four years, at that point, I had one of my daughters was in preschool. The other one was starting school, school. Yeah. And I started, wow, I started getting these hours back in my life. Yeah. And then I could truly start building the brand. Mm, I love that. Like family always comes first. And I love seeing that you not only talk about that, but you actually live that. And I love how um, you uh, talked about your family, about the balance part in your book, which is an amazing book, by the way. Um, And so I want to go back a little bit and talk about how you came to the point where you thought you were ready to monetize and how you went about it. So uh, when after the two years where I was doing freelance and mom trends, yeah. I uh, I think the key for me was hiring somebody to come in and do the the sales portion of it. I think it's very hard for uh, when you're we're talking about editorial mm. to dance on both sides um, to be both the lead and you know the, the partner in the dance. That I wanted to be to the storyteller, the creative mm. energy, and the marketing. Um, force behind it. And then I really wanted somebody to sell the vision of it. So I was fortunate enough to find somebody who was believed in the dream and she's still with me today. Brooke is our marketing manager. Um, And she was willing to work on commission, which was great. So she made 30% of whatever her sales were. Uh, And she was in the exact, her kids are almost the exact same ages as mine. So as we grew the company, you know, she went from, you know, coffee money in the first few months to babysitting money in the next few months to, you know, now it's a meaningful job at her family really accounts on her, her income. Um, but wow. she was willing to grow with me uh, at the time. And if you can find somebody who believes in your dream as you do, that that's, that's a great employee to bring on. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't offer her hundreds of thousands of dollars in of salary, but I could offer her, you know, a true partnership that as the company grew, so would her compensation. That's incredible. So could you tell me a little bit more about Brooke and her position? So how did you know, like, how did you even call this position? Because you, you mentioned sales, but I'm thinking like, you have to really reach out to brands and find brands that you want to work with so it is a sales in a sense but was she trained in this before or this was a new concept to her as well so she uh, this all happened by the way the first conversation we ever had about this was on the playground where our, our kids were in the oh church church daycare doing the the little time for twos um play group and we went to go grab a coffee while they were out out in the church playground um, with that half an hour break where it was the, the drop-off period and yeah. we were talking about what we were going to do now that we were getting some of our lives back. And she said, oh, you know, I used to work in advertising. I said, wow. that's crazy because I'm actually looking for someone um, who, to help me with this brand. And as I explained the concept to her, she loved it. Um, she has no interest in blogging or storytelling, which was also great that, you know, she didn't want to do my job and I didn't want to do her job. And she's totally motivated by the customer relationship. Um, she's definitely motivated by closing deals. 
Um, so we are so complementary to one another. Um, it's, it's been great. That's amazing. And so like the reason I'm asking is that I'm currently looking for someone and it has been, you know, a challenge both like for me to even like comprehend it all. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, I'm giving a piece of something away. Um, and, call upon these companies on my behalf so if any of you ladies are watching and have any advertising experience let me know so um nicole we have a question here on on our website from the beautiful deandra deandra i'm sorry sweetheart she said so inspiring what has been your biggest hurdle definitely it's been time um i think that's the key when I was writing Mom Boss, you know, there's a million entrepreneur yeah. books out there, yes. and there, yes. you know, there's a lot of great nuggets in them. But I think what makes a mom entrepreneur different is that we are putting the family first in what we do. Yeah. Um, I think entrepreneurs, you know, you've got to have a, a, a killer idea, you've got to have a great work work ethic, mm. and you've got to figure out the, the financing portion of it. But yeah. from a mom boss, the different thing is you've got to figure out where the hours of the day are going to come from, um, and I think that's the biggest hurdle and my family always comes comes first you know i didn't get Amen. in i didn't become a parent to, to farm farm it out and i still want to be you know incredibly present and focused and uh, believe me i still fail yeah. <laughs> my parenting fails all the yeah. time but i think that is the biggest hurdle and i still i think men are come they've come a long way parenting has changed so much dads are so much more involved yeah. but i still think that 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 burning guilt on moms that they're not spending enough time with their families or they're not focused on the right thing is a unique hurdle for women. So how would you, how did you overcome it or how do you overcome it? I mean, look, Vicki, I'm still not, I'm still not getting it perfect for sure, but I do think that there are a few things that I do um, that I've learned a lot as, as I've gone along the parenting journey is just trying to be super present when I'm with my girls uh, and having hours that are really dedicated to family time. We do shut off the phones from six to nine. There's nothing that's plugged in in our house. There's no TV, there's no laptop, there's no, wow. that it's family time. So we are preparing dinner together, we're eating dinner together and then, you know, cleaning up and that's really sacred time in our family. Um, wow. And then uh, I do have you know, two standing dates with my daughters where during the week they're scheduled in just like all of my other meetings where I meet with them individually and we just have mommy and daughter time. And I also have a date wow. night, a stand date night with my husband. So, wow. you know, I'm a really, I'm a schedule girl and not, that doesn't work for everybody, but for me, carving out that time and keeping it sacred on my schedule so everybody knows what really matters to me is that spending that that time with them. And uh, I think at the beginning, I tried to just squeeze in a few more emails here and mm -hmm. a few more emails there when the kids were playing. And everybody got not a, a great version of Nicole that way. Um, you know, the work I was doing wasn't fantastic. The time with the kids felt um, disconnected. And the more I can just carve out and say, okay, this is dedicated to family time. This is work time um, has been huge. And for us, mm. our, the company has an office that we just opened uh, about a year and a half ago and having a place now that I can go and work. And then when I leave it, it's really done at the end of the day. I do. I mean, I completely admit I go back on after everybody in my family goes to sleep. I usually work for another two or sometimes three hours at night to make up for that six to nine that I've just spent with my family or the, the play dates that I've had with my girls. Oh, I love that so 
so much, Nicole. That's incredible. And thank you so much for sharing that with us. And I'm a huge advocate for scheduling things, scheduling your priorities first. Because then when you're invited somewhere to party, play date, you check, let me check my calendar. And it's so easy to say no when you already have something more important scheduled. So I I love that so much. So I appreciate you so much for sharing that. And ladies, um, those of you who are uh, watching us live, if you have any comments about that, like share with us, what do you do um, when you come home from from work, from your office, or when your work day is over? I would love to to hear you um, your opinions. And then Wendy putting Wendy says putting phones down is huge. And oh my gosh, it sure is. Um, Jessica, welcome, sweetheart. So good to see you. And Anastasia, welcome, sweetheart. Um, Wendy says. Scheduling out mothering in is perfect. Yes, I love that. And Nicole, I, I agree. Um, I have not gotten to a point where I've scheduled um, dates with my boys, but that is such a brilliant idea because each of them want that individual individualized attention. So, okay, let's go back into the the business, the empire that you grew. And so, when you're how how is it working with brands? Like, let's say Brooke came in and says, oh my gosh, we have um, wonderful Palm Wonderful on with us. They're, they're signing on. What's next? So the ideal client, um, we will come up with a year-long program for them. So I, I can give you a great example. We've been working with Clorox for a number of years. Mm. I love the products. You know, I've been using them both at home and then I'm, I'm uh, fastidious about cleaning everything on the airplanes. Um, so I'm always traveling with those to-go wipes to wipe everything down and they said look we'd love to come on for a year-long partnership fantastic so we then came up you know with the ideal client then we'll come up with the creative ways to involve the brand with our community and I said Mm -hmm. okay we have this book tour I'd love to pass out samples at the book tour for moms we had the little to-go packs and Clorox bleach pens that everywhere that we've gone in the book tour we've been able to Mm -hmm. give these out little gifts um, and then we came up with a mompreneur interview series where I've interviewed different women who've launched businesses and getting, you know, some of their mom boss tips. And it's all been sponsored by Clorox as well. So, you know, we're then able to integrate content that I wanted to write about anyhow, mm-hmm. events that I wanted to go to anyhow, and then just bring on a brand partner. So that is ideal content creation and then we can say in the calendar okay we want to do a thanksgiving cleanup post with you we want to do a new year's resolution post with you and that's really where creative content happens and that's where our readers are getting the best benefit as well Mm. because it's the editorial is just as good as you know quote unquote pure editorial that was not paid for because we've planned it we've thought it out we've had photo shoots it's going to look like everything else on mom trends um, you know the harder harder things for us are when a brand lands in your lap and they say okay I've got five thousand dollars and I want you to write about this and it needs to be live by this date and that's you know definitely more challenging I wouldn't turn that down but that's when you know we have to get a little bit more creative uh, we've got to be able to turn things around quickly make a photo shoot happen um, come up with some storytelling that's going to make sense for it but um, wow. We've been really lucky that the brands that we've worked with, um, we tend to see so many repeat customers that come back year in and year out because we're definitely in in the business of making the brand shine and keeping our community happy. Um, And those are the two things we talk about in every single sales meeting. Mm, Oh my gosh, that is so good. There's so much thought and masterminding that goes into this. This is incredible. Like you actually think through and plan everything out. Um, That's amazing. So I have question two questions that came up one 
Have you ever had any brands approach you that you have no connection with them? Like you don't like them, you don't believe in what they do? Yes. Um, so we don't write about a few things on Mom Trends. We don't write about um, soda. Um, we don't write about gaming unless it's some sort of, I mean, there's been a few mom games that we've vaguely written about, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't really, I'm not into gaming. I don't, my yeah. kids don't game, so it's just not something that we cover. Um, a lot of the sugar-laden food, junk food, fast food, all of that is completely off-brand for us, and we wow. don't take that business. Um, so I will say there's, you know, a, one company that rhymes with Schmoka Schmola that's um, come to us a number of times, and I just, there's not a check with enough zeros on it to have it make sense. To I, It took me, I had a Diet Coke, um, I wouldn't even call it an addiction, and it took me so long to get off of it. Oh, and by the way, ladies, as soon as I kicked the habit, I dropped 10 pounds like that. They just like fell off my body as soon as I stopped drinking Diet Coke. Wow. Um, my health was better. Like so many things changed that there, there's just not enough zeros on the end of the check to make me write about sodas again. Oh my goodness, that's incredible. So companies are really knocking at your doors and you're like, nope, that's that's incredible. Amazing. Okay, and another question that I had for you, and by the way, this is so valuable. I really, really appreciate you. Um, So in the beginning, when you were just reaching out to brands, when Brooke was reaching out to brands, um, and and we don't talk about stuff that we're going to talk about before the show, ladies, just so you know. So we're this is all rock content. And Nicole, if you want to talk about it, awesome. Thank you. And if you don't, it's fine. Like, because I'm going to ask you about numbers. Like, sure. how do you know if it's a good number when you're starting to work with companies? Like, let's go. Maybe, maybe if you're comfortable sharing back when you were just starting out, what were some of the figures that um, sponsors and brands were willing to pay? Definitely. When we were just starting out, it was also a different um, uh, makeup on the blog. So people have more banner ads then. Mm-hmm. So we were happy selling a $100 banner ad. I mean, Brooke and I were high-fiving um, in our, you know, at the coffee shop where we were working side by side because we didn't have an office. Um, so, you know, those were those were fantastic. And we didn't have any overhead to cover there. You know, I had my my URL that I bought and some web feeds, but it was a really low, low cost. So we were happy with those smaller buys and sponsored posts, I think were maybe 150, $200. We thought those were awesome. And then we did a lot of affiliate work back in uh, the early days where I don't know if everybody knows an affiliate is when you talk about a brand or product. And if one of your readers buys that product from your mention, you get a percentage of the sale. Um, So we would put a lot of affiliate links in and then we could show brands how we were showcasing sponsored content and we could write something where we weren't paid for um and maybe it was you know i think in the early days i, I did a soda stream review soda streams are those um seltzer mm-hmm. bottles and we did a youtube video of soda stream and we had like i don't know three thousand people watch the video in the first few months of the video and then we reached out to soda stream we said well obviously your consumer is our consumer we had affiliate links in there. We were able to show how many affiliate sales we had. And then SodaStream came back in and they did a sponsored post. And then they did an event with us as well wow. because we, we proved to the brand, okay, number one, we're brand fans. We're using this product all the time. Number two, people are actually purchasing from what we say. Um, and number three, you know, we get you. We're here to help you um, tell your story as well. 
So that's a great way to get started, to show some examples of how you would partner with a brand and then reach out to them um, as well. Mm, that is huge. That is beautiful. Oh, go so, ahead. Now, so now I would say, you know, we're, we're probably not doing sponsored posts for less than $2,500 now mm. for um, our website. So, you know, to go from $100, $150 yeah. to 2500 but, you know, our traffic has also increased exponentially um, as well. So... When you grew the audience for, you know, two years, you gave them everything and you gave them this beautiful, inspiring content, um, making people feel good and encouraged, inspired, beautiful. And, and then you're introducing brands. How did that go? And I understand that you're very careful in how you represent them and how you, um, in how you kind of engage them the brand into what you're already writing but how did that go with the audience how did they perceive that well one smart thing that i will give myself credit for this was never mom trends was never nicole's parenting journey um it was never you know pictures of my girls with these deeply personal essays it was always very problem solution based Mm. uh, as in my eyebrows i only i have time to maybe care for them five minutes a month how am i amazing (laughs) But so this, this yeah. is the type of problems that we're we're here to solve. We're like, well, you know what? A great brow pencil, you can do it. And you, that, that's what we've been around. So I don't think it was shocking because we were talking about brands from the absolute beginning of mm. Bomb Trends is life. I think it is much more challenging for you know, today's Instagrammers where they post these beautiful family photos and you know they're they're kind of pouring their hearts into the comments and then. They've got this massive following, and then then all of a sudden, it's you know they're holding a, a can of whatever, and they're talking about this can. That's a little bit jarring to a community. That wait, I thought we were just talking about one hundred percent you and your family, and all of a sudden you're holding up a Vita Coco water bottle. Um, so I think you know staying honest to your community from the beginning. You know if you're if you are one of those deeply personal bloggers, you're going to write some posts. I know um, my friend Chrissy from Dear Chrissy. It's a beautiful website. You know she writes posts to her readers every now and then. And you know Mama's got to pay the bills. You know I've um, built this site and now I've got I've hired photographers mm-hmm. and I've got to pay mm-hmm. web designers. None of that comes free. Plus I'm de- developing all of this content for you. So every now and then she has sort of. Uh, lay it all out there, chat with her, her readers. And I think that is extremely valuable as well. If you do have a site that is more personal in nature. Now, Momchins has always been problem solution based. So I don't think anybody freaked out when we started talking about brands. So good. Oh my goodness. So, so good. And, and it's interesting that you mentioned about Instagram, about cute family photos and all of a sudden there's a sponsored post and I noticed that you know they would get like 3,000 likes on their family photos and their personal photos and then a sponsored post would get significantly less like 300 like insane amount of less of interaction than you know so that balance is so important and I feel like you know, so many moms actually went and created their new Instagram account or went pri- off private. And but it's so hard to do once you already built this huge audience. So, and I have a question, a really good question from Christina. She was also a guest on our show. Um, do you have different packages for larger companies compared to smaller handmade companies? Well, first of all, we tend to give things for free to smaller handmade companies. So if I can find something that is delightful to me, both visually and as a brand, 
we're 100% likely to write about it as editorial, that it's just going to get featured on the site. So especially when it comes to fashion, beauty is a little tougher because I'm really picky about how much testing that they've done. Um, and I'm not so into the home batched uh, beauty products. Um, but when it comes to fashion or um, toys or books or, or anything where somebody's invested a lot of themselves into the product, that's great editorial. Um, you know, at the same point, Audi does not need me for free editorial stories. Exactly. If Audi would like, if Audi would like to have a part of my community, you know, they've got to have a big budget. Um, mm-hmm. That's completely different from um, a woman who's got a new um, a new shop of any any sort that she's trying to make a go of it, or a new you know fashion brand for kids, or she's making headbands. So that's exactly what it is. Like Christina, she has and she has been she's a successful mom entrepreneur, and she created these adorable bibs that don't ruin the baby's outfit, and they are selling like hotcakes. I mean, she's the next uh, what is it called? The name completely ran. Um, moccasins what are they called um freshly picked moccasins like she's like the next freshly picked moccasins and she literally poured her heart and soul into that and um it's so inspiring to see her really taking her brand and her products to the next level and so christina i just want to commend you and she's from billybibs.com so christina you're amazing so um nicole like the time is running Still want to get to so many stuff. Um, I thank you so much for sharing all this good- goodness because in a, in a in a business sense, this is so important for for uh, mama entrepreneurs, especially those of you who are blogging. And so, if you if we track back a little bit, building an audience is absolutely huge. And like Nicole already did, start talking about brands that you already love and use already before you approach them. So, and I love that Nicole you used affiliate links to prove to them that, hey, my audience loves your stuff and I already brought you business before we're already working together. And and I love that. Um, I'm sure that Brooke used that um, into getting a ton of um, brands working with you. So that's, that's brilliant. So let's talk a bit more about the family side of things. You're sure. obviously a beautiful you have a beautiful family like your hubby your two children and you guys travel together and you guys do stuff together and the way you balance your life is incredible can you share us um maybe some tips with moms who are working from home like how when your babies were little when did you find the time to to work between nursing and potty training so I will say, um, I first of all, I never watch television. I couldn't tell you what the oh, latest yes. like trendy show is. I'm sorry, but something has to give, and yeah. that you know that was it for for me. Um, I just you know I didn't um, didn't wasn't up to date on any shows. And then sleep. I'm going to be honest. You know, I mm. think that eight hours sleep. I probably get eight hours once or twice a month, and I alert everyone that it is going to be a big sleep night for me. And it, Please don't, you know, unless the house is burning down, let, let me get that. Um, I think on average, I'm usually like a five, five and a half hour girl. Um, so that's, you know, realistically, something has to give if you are trying yeah. to have this um, this life that is rich with family and work um, as well. Mm-hmm. And I will also say I'm so terribly fortunate to work with women who I adore spending time with. Um, and I think that's the key is that work feels like play yeah. a lot of times for me. So 
when I am putting in long hours, number one, I'm creating a brand that I'm incredibly proud of. I think it's a positive, inspiring place to be. And I'm working with women who I really enjoy spending time with. So it's it's not a chore. It doesn't feel detractive to um, the rest of my life. I don't feel depleted. A lot of times, you know, spending time on my business just energizes me to yeah. be a better mom and a better wife. Um, and I would say checking in with yourself is is your business or brand doing that for mm. you but it's not going to do it every day um, but if there are stretches of six months even six weeks where you are feeling just that you are making too many deposits into the the, the company both um, financially and physically and emotionally and not getting those returns you, you probably need to pivot Mm, that's so good. That's so good. And I, I completely agree. Pivoting is so important. And, you know, sometimes you start with one thing and you move on to the next and that's completely fine. And I've done that so many times in my entrepreneurial journey as well. So, okay. So let's talk about sleep for a little bit. Um, there are, okay. So I, I'm, let's talk about sleep. I would love to. So I know I'm, I'm like, I was waking up this morning and I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I could just sleep in today. Um, so you know how there's like books written about sleep and how important sleep is and how especially for women the hormones are is so important and um but so how do you balance it out you don't get the sleep and you know your body is probably okay with it but how do you um balance the health aspect of your body out like do you take vitamins do you like exercise like can you tell us a little bit about that so I will say there's a, a number of things that I do. Um, number one, I really limit the amount of sugar that um, enters my system. So I definitely noticed that when I started at the holiday time, if I start having a lot of sugary stuff, I will 100% get a cold, like clockwork. Wow. So I'm very careful about the amount of sugar. I definitely hydrate. I'm a crazy hydrator. Um, it's a running joke around our family. My <laughs> It's been a couple times a year. We'll send out hydration memos to put it on all of our calendars when about when we're about to go on a ski trip, and we'll pop up a couple of times throughout the day. I love him that he looks after us. We cook, um, we cook home cooked meals five or six nights a week, so wow. we can really control the type of food that we're eating. So we're I'm really uh, invested into wholesome. Wow meals as well. Um, and I exercise probably five or six days a week. Um, so you know, mm. I'm the type, I won't add that extra hour in of sleep, but I will make a running date with a girlfriend. Um, I have two running partners, one that I run with on Tuesdays and one that I run with on Sundays and they're standing appointments. And I also have a woman I play a squash with on Mondays and then on uh, Wednesdays. So having these really scheduled events, it's my girl time. Uh, and it's yeah. also the time where I'm making sure I'm taking care of my health. Wow. So, I know, I know, and I, I know it sounds like a lot, but there's so many things I can't do. Like I never bake. Whenever I get invited to do anything from school, my rules are, number one, are my kids going to see me involved in this activity? Um, and is it something that I could just write a check to solve easier? So oh when I get hit up for, for the bake sale or volunteering on different stuff, I'll just say, you know what, I'm happy to write you a check for XYZ. Um, but the one thing I do every year is I do volunteer for the book um, sale at my kids' school because I can take my daughters through it. Um, I get to showcase different things. I've always loved children's literature, and it's really meaningful to me that they see me on the front lines. I check yes. in with them throughout the day. So that's my go-to thing. But I refuse to feel guilt for saying no to other things that I can either write a check for or that just don't need to get done, in my opinion. Oh, my gosh. 
so good because my my son is having their my both of my kids are having Christmas parties this Friday, and I'm like, oh, I should should have big cookies for them. <laughs> and it's a definitely no because you're right. Like I have so many other things that need my priority, unless it's making cookies with them. So I love that you Correct. shared that. Yeah, exactly. And I feel so bad for all the times that I made um, cake by myself without them. Um, but anyway, um, you know, life, life moves on. Um, Nicole, you have such a beautiful family life balance. Like it's incredible. What is like maybe one piece of advice that you can offer for mom entrepreneurs who are maybe a year or two in their entrepreneurial journey? Oh, I love this question. So I'm going to show you. So, and, and mom boss, there's, there's the cover. Um, we had this whole chapter about, um, the, the other people that are involved in your business, even though they're not founders or co-founders, mm-hmm. um, I think that the conversation needs to happen early on of where are these hours going to come from mm-hmm. in your life, making sure that your family is invested in it, not in the financial way, but in that they, they know what you're getting out of this is your sense of health, health, uh, self, and that you're also getting out of this the, the ability to create a career for yourself. It may not make money in the first year, but it's something that's going to be able to grow as your children grow. Um, and I remember having this really juicy conversation with my husband about five years ago where I was working definitely longer hours. I was not being um, as intentional about when I was working and when I was uh, not working. And we had this whole very deep conversation about, you know, he was basically saying, look, our family is going to be fine if you don't do this. We're, we're financially set. Um, and I had, you know, I, I'd had the conversation, of, well, what happens if something happens to you? And he's like, well, we have life insurance. Well, you know, what if we something happens to our relationship? He's like, well, you can't think about that. And then finally, the the thing that really sunk in was, well, these girls need an entrepreneurial role model because there's no guarantee that they're going to marry somebody or date somebody who has the financial wherewithal to take care of them the way that you can with your family. That they need to know to, how to be self sufficient. And I think that really clicked something in his brain and maybe it will for other mom entrepreneurs out there with either your kids or your families that you're showing them how to create a business. You're showing them how to bounce back from failure. You're showing them how to um, build something made of just out of your, your dreams and your ideas. And it is such a powerful gift to give your children um, the gift of seeing you succeed, but also the gift of seeing you fail and then dust yourself off and get back up and try again. Nicole, that is so powerful. I really appreciate you sharing that because our kids, they watch us more than they listen, I feel like. Because I can sit there and, and tell my kids all these good things about how to be a good person or how to be entrepreneurial. But that at the end of the day, they will look at mama and papa and see how they run their life. So that's powerful. Thank you. I, I agree. I think kids are always watching, sometimes always. listening. Yes. Yay. Right. Nicole, again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for coming on the show and sharing so much wisdom with us. It's been my absolute pleasure. I am happy to you know, share other thoughts and ideas. You know, I'm always, I will say, I'm always super available on Instagram and Twitter. It's almost 100% me. Um, and Facebook, if there's questions people have, I'm happy to, to help them. And then um, the book has more great tips for um, building a brand and building the family that you want to have now and also in the future. Thank you so much, Nicole. 
All right, ladies, thank you so much for joining us on the Mompreneur Show. That was incredible, right? If you, and I wish I had the book right here. It's literally at my house in some bin that I forgot where I misplaced it. But this book is a must. It's Mom Boss. Go to Amazon, Mom Boss. I will link it up in the comments below as well. Like it's a must get for your for your sanity, for your business success. The thing is, is that I'm very careful about whose books I read and for what purpose. And so if... Since Nicole is a mom, she has two beautiful girls and she has a husband and she was able to create this incredible business while taking care of her hubby and her children. This is who I want to learn from. Nicole is who I want to learn from because if somebody, like for example, like I want my marriage more than anything. I want to keep my marriage. I want to be married. I don't want to build this million dollar empire and then end up with no marriage. And so for me, that's very important. And you have to define what's important for you. All right. Thank you so much again for being here on the show live with me every single Monday. I'm so sad that today's the last Monday of the year that we're doing the show, but I cannot wait to get back into the game January 2nd. So I hope to see you there. All right, ladies, I'm signing off. Vicky Lashenko, and this is a show that features amazing stories of the most remarkable mompreneurs. Thank you so much for joining us, and I'll see you January 2nd. Bye bye.